Hello, and welcome to The Get Real Show, brought to you by Keystone Partners Group. The Get Real Show dispels the myths and the mysteries behind the real estate sales business. Today, we're going to be spending time with the principals of the Scott and Lisa Loper team headquartered in Montgomeryville, Pennsylvania. Scott, Lisa, it's a pleasure to be on the show with you today. Thanks, Bob. It's great to be here. Thanks. Thanks for having us. I'm excited that we have this time together. Let's do so, so tell me, tell me a little bit about yourself, what your model of the world looks like, your, your background, your history. Model of the world. <laughs> uh, our background history, I mean, as, as far as real estate, uh, I'm in this now 18 years, 19 years. Um, got licensed in 1998. Um, spent the first 14 years with, uh, with a Remax. Mm -hmm. And uh, I've now been with uh, Keller Williams at a KPG office for the last four years. Um, Lisa came over, so I got licensed in 1998. You? 2003. 2003? Yep. Yeah. So. And you are a husband and wife team? We are. Yes. We are a husband and wife team. We also have a buyer specialist and uh, a full-time admin. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. So when did you start working together um, as, a, as a husband and wife team, and how did that come about? We've always worked together. Ooh, uh, okay. We were actually engineers before real estate. And we met at work, and we worked together at Air Products, mm. and then he got into real estate, and I became a full-time mom. And then after uh, after our kids were in school, I got my real estate license and rejoined him at work. Okay. Tell me what your first year looked like. <laughs> first first year. We were uh, instantly a mega agent? No, or? not even close. <laughs> a um, lot of so, macaroni and cheese. <laughs> yeah. So I, I started as a buyer's agent for a... Um, you know, successful agent already. Mm. Um, so it was great from, from the standpoint of being able to learn from somebody, you know, new to the business. I came in under a very strong agent um, who was able to, I think, teach me a lot of, you know, the right way to do business. Um, certainly I've, I've learned since then, but I had a good start. Um, but uh, just long, long ways away from, you know, being a rock star and setting the world on fire. You know, it was one of those, my, my very first year in real estate, I made $12,000. Okay. Um, it's just a, you know, yeah. that's, you can't lay it out there any more than that. Yeah. That's how I did my first year. And then you pretty much just really continued to double for the next several years. So what does your business look like today? Uh, business today, we do about 60 transaction sides a year, um, about a half a million in gross commission. Mm -hmm. And what's that in gross sales volume? Um, wow. It bounces 16 to 18 million. Okay. Um, tell me about your vision for what you'd like to see your team become. Uh, at, at this point, um, it's uh, a maybe maybe considered modest growth. You might consider it modest growth, but uh, we we would like to one kind of solidify where we are now. Mm -hmm. um, you know uh, the systems, um, the tools that we have, um, but also build another buyer's agent, another admin, and another listing specialist. That's that's about what I'm seeing right now. Once we get close to that, I'm sure there'll be you know. You know, vision beyond that, but sure. right now, that's that's where I see us. So, what's in the in the in the windshield right now is stabilize a team of people that work well together. Yeah, that yeah. that and bring on a second buyer's agent. Great. That that's in the wind windshield right now. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. Do you have some values that kind of guide your business, kind of guide the decisions that you make or how you make them? Um, it's important to you. I, th I think really what's important to us. Um, and I, I do think it's a, it's a reason we've been successful, is um, it, it's really important to us, and it's, it may sound cliche or too simple, but it's really important to us to do a great job for our clients and have them feel that we did a great job for them. Hmm. Um, really simply that, we, we want to approach business so that it, at, at the end of a client's experience, they, if they hear somebody talking about real estate, they don't even wait, you know, whether it's a friend or family member, they don't even wait for them to say, hey, do you know a good realtor? Mm -hmm. They go over and they say, hey, you got to call wow. Scott, Lisa, Nita. That's, that's really what we're after. That's an amazing compliment, isn't it? It is, it is. Um, but it's, if you, if you establish that and, you know, get, get that, well, establish in a solid footing there and then work it, um, 
you, you get wonderful business from it. Lisa, what would you say if, if you were to think about other values that might guide your business or your business decisions? Well, as Scott was saying, I just really want, I want all of our clients to feel that we took really good care of them, mm -hmm. that, they, that they could trust us, that we did, we gave them outstanding service. You know, real estate can be very stressful. Any mm -hmm. transaction can be stressful. Um, I actually think we've gotten exceedingly good at problem solving during the course of a transaction. And actually, sometimes I don't even think that our clients realize <laughs> what has gone on behind the scenes occasionally. <laughs> but I, I just want them to know that we're always on their side. And I feel that, I mean, we, we, we live in the community that we work. You know, our kids went through, went through the school district, and we, we have friends and family in the area. So to me, it's just really important to be a really good contributing member of the community. And I always joke with clients. If I run into you in the grocery store, I don't want you to duck and run the other way. <laughs> <laughs> sure. But I want you know I want you to you know be happy to see me and want to come up and talk to me. Mm -hmm. So it's not really a joke. <laughs> so so those relationships are lifelong for you. Yes, absolutely. How tell me about your growth curve over the years, either professionally perhaps. What have been some of the things uh, that you've done, decisions you've made about growth and, and becoming the best possible version of yourself professionally that have, the, have had the biggest impact on you and, and the growth of your business? Um, it, the biggest has, has really been recent and it's part of the reason that we made the switch um, from, from Remax to Keller Williams mm -hmm. um, was really to develop a team and, and that you can achieve a lot more success um, when you enlist other people and work as a team so that everybody does well. Um, so so that, that's really been the, the biggest, I would say, step change for us um, in, in business is, is just that mindset um, that uh, a, a team can do infinitely greater things than, than you can on your own. And how have you gotten that, that knowledge and expertise in, in that field of hiring talent? And growing a team, um, that that actually is it, it's actually one of the key reasons that I saw um, it, in, and was instrumental in making the switch is was a a training um, session or seminar called Recruit Select. I know mm -hmm. you know it well. Sure. Yeah. Um, that I was invited to. Um, I was still at Remax at the time, but I was invited to um, by a Keller Williams agent mm -hmm. and just saw t to the level that that Keller Williams had these systems models and, and training on how you build your team, what it looks like from start to finish, whether you're a solo agent or whether you're several levels yet from where we are, you know, all along the way, wh who are the right hires? When do you hire them? In what order do you hire them? And it's specifically, what type of person are you looking for for mm -hmm. each of these roles? Mm -hmm. um, so that's just one, that is a uh, two-day class, that it's a two-day class. Yeah, I think it was. so. I mean, I know mm -hmm. it's being revamped and being redone, but at that time it was a two-day class uh, just on learning how to, learning the components of a good team and then learning how to hire those components at the right time. Let's get real about the whole concept of team building. Were, were you both on the same page when no. this thought of building a team came up? And if, what did that look like? <laughs> I was, I, I was actually very resistant to the idea of building a team. Mm -hmm. uh, it, it sounded complicated. It sounded expensive because you know, the first hire is an admin. Yeah. And you have to spend money on – you have to yeah. – you now have an obligation to a person that you know, is expecting you to deliver. And I, I was very hesitant. About how, did you, how did you get over that hesitation? What, what was the inspiration to get through that and make the change to, to building a team? Well, actually, when we came over to Keller Williams, we made the decision, this is the right thing, it's what we have to do, and it, uh, we started with a part-time admin. Mm -hmm. And we only had her, I think, eight hours a week, and mm -hmm. I couldn't believe how much I loved that eight hours a week. <laughs> what did you do with the eight hours? <laughs> I, I, we didn't I got more productive with my time. And, you know, send mailers out and, you know, that so, schedule showings ourselves, and we, we use that time better. But you... You saw your productivity just, you know, start to go up, and it made it easier to say, "Yeah, we, you know, imagine what we could do if we had somebody full time taking this stuff off of our plate." Sure. So we started with a baby step, but right. it uh, hmm. it was a good step, and it showed us this really is the way to go. Sure. 
Safe to say that when you hire that first assistant, you might actually take a step back in profitability. I don't uh, even think we skipped a beat with that. No, not really, because um, again, I, I think we had that part-time admin and we started to put the systems in place and, and get the feel for working with an admin. So um, it became very apparent that that's, that is what we, and even when we made the switch to Keller Williams, we, you know, we knew what the model was because, you know, we went through that training process and we knew what the model was. So we knew an admin's the first hire. It's, it's, it's who you have to have. Then and only then do you bring on a buyer's agent. Um, hmm. So, you know, e even early on when we came over and we had the part-time ad, when we knew the goal was a full-time, it just was easier for us once we had that part-time admin, saw the benefit and started to put the systems into place so that when the when we did hire the full-time admin, we were we were kind of running already, and it just was able to kind of take off from there. Mm -hmm. You know, I think there's a a I don't know if it's a myth or a truth. I'll, I'll ask you that uh, real estate agents uh, don't have a life, and that they're <laughs> tied to their phones. Do you find that's the case with you? Uh, it's less the case now. Um, it's probably then we're <laughs> we're working towards you know freeing that up even more so, but. Um, you know, prior to making this, and that's one of the things when you have a team, um, everybody has their job and you can divide and conquer, you know, all these responsibilities. So you're not just the one person keeping all those balls up in the air. Hmm. You know, for, for us, a lot of times it was, you know, particularly during this season, when you've got the real, you know, we are in the thick of it right now, you know, coming off of the spring market, you know, still into a busy summer. And you're just working at this time of year, you know, seven days a week, 12, 13, 14 hours a day, yeah. a lot of times. When you have a team, you know, you, you shouldn't be out there showing homes. Uh, that should be the buyer specialist. Uh, does that still happen occasionally? Yeah, but it's occasionally. Um, generally, we really don't work weekends anymore. Mm -hmm. um, definitely not on Sundays. Every once in a while, we'll do a Saturday appointment. But yeah. by and large, we have that time off. By and large, in the evenings, too, we, we try to shut it down, you know, after 6 o'clock or so. so. Now, now this, this may be against the common, the common perception in, in the real estate world. Mm -hmm. I just want to make sure I understand what you're saying. So you're saying that you actually have more time off now that you have a team than before you had a team? Yes, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> without a doubt. Yeah, no, that, that's... So production goes up, time off goes yes. up too. Yeah. One oh, of the big fantastic. benefits, and you could even look at it like, okay, you know, if I, if I looked at all the business my team generates now and I just service that business, would I be making more money? Yeah, if I could service that myself, okay, yeah, but um, compared to where I was, we're making more money, and yes, I, I have more life, so... How do your clients feel about working with the team? Do you feel that they are excited about that? Do they feel they've served well? Depends Depends on the person initially. Um, mm -hmm. By the time they get into this, you know, we get so many um, thank you emails addressed to Anna May, our assistant, Nita, our buyer specialist, um, that, you know, they're just wonderful to work with. So some people are hesitant you know, a, a few at least are hesitant initially, particularly ones that have worked with us in the past and are coming back. Mm -hmm. um, you know, so some are, but a, but a lot right out of the gate are just like they see it, they get it. Mm -hmm. You know, okay, I, I know how busy this job is. And the fact that I, you know, if Scott's busy, I know I'm going to hear from Anna May. You mm -hmm. know, I, I'm going to have somebody whose job it is to be at that phone, you know, nine to five. Um, so uh, a right. lot of them really get it right from the get-go. Those who are hesitant usually get it, you know, sure. not too long into the process. So the, so the outcome is referrals. Yes. Yeah. Right. Yes. Mm -hmm. Fantastic. Sometimes you talk to a client who might have worked with a different real estate team in the past, and they were unhappy because they felt, well, I contacted the team leader, and then I just got pushed off to one of his agents, mm -hmm. and I never saw them again or heard from them again. We've actually tried to structure our systems in such a way that they kind of know what to expect from the initial contact that they're going to be working with the whole team and you know if it's needed that she might be doing you know some of the heavy lifting with the with the buying and the showing of the houses and stuff but Scott does say he 
he stays in touch with all the clients throughout the transaction. So they never really feel like they just got abandoned. Yeah, yeah I think it, it's important, you know, one, that the team members know the standards and they know what they have to achieve for that client. So the, the client's going to be happy with their contact with that team member. But also we, we tell the client, even though you know, you're working with my buyer specialist to help you find the home, if you ever have an issue, you know, don't feel like you can't call me. I, give them, I do give them my cell phone number. Sure. Yeah. I don't get the call because that buyer specialist you know, is taking great care of them. So the um, client experience is somewhat similar uh, between all the people on your team? Yes. That's yes. safe to say? Yeah. 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 That's great. Great. How do you instill that culture? How do you, how do you work with the people on your team to create an environment where everyone kind of thinks in a similar way and, and, and acts and, and oh, acts with people on the outside in similar ways? Um, I think you're one, you start with good people who are a good fit for their job and, and are good quality people. They have the same values that, that we have mm-hmm. um, or, or very similar values. So you, you start with that, but they've all been through, whether it's our admin or buyer specialist, they've all been through a lot of the training that, that you know, we've been through as well mm-hmm. um, that, that is offered by Keller Williams, by KPG. Um, so it's, it's start with from a good spot and then just continue to reinforce it. That's awesome. Let's, uh, let's skip a beat and get real about personal development, about um, the, the concept of developing ourselves personally and the impact that may have on our business. Um, how do you go about that? How do you become a better person? Do you have books you read or uh, events or <laughs> well, watch yeah. inspiring television shows? <laughs> well, example. I mean, I really like a lot of the Keller Williams events. I mean, mm-hmm. one of the very first things we did after we joined Keller Williams is we went to Mega Camp. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was just a phenomenal experience in terms of just realizing what the possibilities are and by having an open mind, changing the way you do some some of your things, creating different types of systems can really make dramatic improvements in the customer service experience and just leveraging your time. Hmm. So I found I found MegaCamp to be really great, and uh, you know we've gone to family reunion. I think a lot of, like the masterminding that goes on with within Keller Williams is is great for personal growth and business growth, hmm. um, and. Masterminding. That's a yes. great subject. Right? Uh, obviously a way to, to develop personally. Uh, do you have a, a, a process that you use to mastermind with top talent within Keystone Partners Group? I, I think it's take advantage of the opportunities that are presented uh, you know, along those lines. They're there. There's so much there as far as uh, you know, training, learning experiences, whether it's seminars or going to these big events. Um, but one of the things that has really we've been invited to you know locally is a group of five top team members um, that is we meet about once a month and these are all mega agents they're all mega agents with teams with teams Um, so it's similar they tried to set this up so that it was people with you know similar team structures um, you know, if you have somebody who's way, way, way above or way, way below, you know, the, the way, way below in production is probably going to be overwhelmed by where we are. Sure. In the same time, we could be overwhelmed. So it's five top, you know, uh, team agents. In the our, idea of the production range of, of that. They're group. all. 15 I, I to would, 20 million? Yeah, I would imagine that they're all in the, yeah, I was going to say 10 to 20 million in that, in that range. But yeah, same, same sort of level. Great. Yeah, but it's nice. We talk about our challenges and different ideas on how to overcome, you know, different issues that we might be struggling with within our business, whether it's, you know, lead generation or lead follow-up, different team different building, ideas, team building, team building you mean mistakes we've made along the way. Would, what would you would do? I mean, what would you talk about um, in a mastermind with other mega agents when it comes to team building? Um, really, so you can... we. Everyone in that group has been to this, this training program, Recruit Select. It's very detailed. Um, there's a ton of information there. And it's, it's great. It's almost like theory and practice. Okay, that's almost like going to those things. You really get the great theory. Um, you get some practice too. But doing those masterminds, 
you really get, okay, how do I, how do I really implement this? You know, I'm, go, I'm going to be interviewing somebody next week. You know? <laughs> right. you know, how do I implement this start to finish? And that's, that's really where I see the value in doing those, those masterminds. Mm-hmm. And um, be able to avoid maybe the mistakes that other people oh, yeah, have made. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. We, we've done it where, okay, you think you're following the process to a T, and guess what you're not? And you have an issue that mm-hmm. comes up, and you sit down and with a group that's that's masterminding, and you know everybody says, "Well, you know, did you do this?" And yeah, guess what, I didn't. So <laughs> next time, you know, you put a system in place to make sure that that happens. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's attractive to you in as a business person, that kind sure. of framework. Yeah. Um, it's also but- it's also just motivating, just to to. Be in that group of, of like-minded people who are driven and have goals. It's just, if nothing else, it's pure motivation. It gives you a good kick in the butt. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I'm always fascinated by the attraction that occurs between agents and their companies and, and mm-hmm. what makes that chemistry work. Uh, tell me about your, your first decision, and, and you don't have to be real specific company-wise, but your first decision about who you decided to associate with. And, um, and tell me about what was most important to you when you made that decision. Um, I think when I first, so I came out of corporate America into the real estate world. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I was at that time very, I wanted to do something far away from corporate. Right. So um, w- one, like, like most people coming into the business, um, it, it is attractive to, Partner up with somebody who's been in the business for a while can help you can it can help generate some business for you and teach sure. you how to generate some business yourself. Mentorship, so, so, exactly. So that, regardless of the the company affiliation, that was one thing that I was looking for, and I found it at at that company. And mm-hmm. that again was you know Remax, but then I switched from a Remax to a Remax, and one of the things I liked at that time, because this, this was my mindset and my mentality, was yeah. very independent thinking. I, yes. I just want to do this myself. I want to do my business. I want to run my business. I looked more as the, at the brokerage as really the necessary conduit for me to do that. And as long as they allow me to do that and stay out of my way, then, then <laughs> that, and, that, and worked. that worked. Yeah. That worked. Um, it got me to, to a good level. And I did have some support, but by and large, it's, it's you know, Run your business, and you know we'll we'll maximize your commissions and pay us a pay us a fee. Sure. Um, so, but at some point, you you get to that point where you're the the agent. Um, even when when she came on board and was really handling the assistant function and doing some showings. What year was that again? Two thousand three. Two thousand three. Okay. Um, you you get to a point where you're okay. You you get successful enough, but now you're successful and you 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 realize you're limited, and you're got all these. You're successful, but you've got lots of balls in the air. You're doing everything, and you are working Saturday. You're working Sunday again, mm-hmm. particularly this time of year, and you're doing that. You know, twelve, thirteen, fourteen hours a day. Hmm. So, do you think looking back? Um, have your general criteria, have they changed with respect to who you want to associate with in terms of a company? Absolutely, yeah. In, in what yeah. way? Um, so at, at some point when I was there, I, I tried to build a team mm-hmm. um, and had no idea really how I would do it. My thought was to just bring on a buyer's agent um, as, as a first thing. Um, so, I, so I had aspirations to you know, basically divide and conquer all this work and, uh, you know, just went at it the wrong way. Um, and, uh, you know, th- that, that interest was there, that desire to do that. I, th- I thought that that might be the, the right thing to do, but was just running up against not knowing how to do it mm-hmm. um, and trying and failing it. I did, did, did so a couple of times, three times, and, and it mm. just didn't work. Um, and then at that point, since I was looking to do that and not having success, I happened to be in contact with somebody who said, hey, you should look at this, this class that's designed on just what you're trying to do. Mm-hmm. And I did and saw that, hey, this, this has been thought out to a very, very high level to the nth degree. I haven't seen anything like this offered anywhere else. I've got to look into this more and that's where it started. 
So uh, initially your thinking was more um, focused on independence mm -hmm. um, with a facilitator mm -hmm. in terms of a company that would facilitate your ability mm -hmm. to make your business decisions. Yep. And um, how, would you, how would you describe your relationship with Keystone Partners Group now as, as compared to that? Do you make your own business decision? Sure, yeah. <laughs> it's still, absolutely. Um, we still have the freedom to run our business however we want to. Mm -hmm. um, you know, within, you know, of course, ethical, legal, you know, all those things that we need to do, everybody needs to do. Um, but, you know, as far as, you know, what type of business we're going after and how we're managing our, our business within that framework, yeah, we're allowed to do whatever we want. But we're also very, very encouraged to, um, to go to the training, to learn, to grow um, as, as, you know, as a team leader, as a team member, as an agent. Um, so there, there's a lot more opportunity for, for those training and growth. I'm curious about, um, about what you just said, because you said, you know, you're, you're getting a lot of value, it, it appears, from, from the educational processes in K, KPG, in Keystone Partners Group. Um, do you have an opportunity to give value to other agents within Keystone Partners Group? And if you do, what, how does that look? Are there classes that you teach? There's, there's classes that we teach. We're asked all the time. I, I'm on the uh, Associate Leadership Committee. Um, so one of those responsibilities when you're on that is uh, that, that you will do that. Mm -hmm. And, and, and I, I, we willing, Lisa was on it. Um, I'm on it now. Um, so we, we want to do that um, because it actually is, you know, because of the whole profit share thing, um, it, it is an incentive. As, as your company does well, you'll do well. Mm. So if for no other reason than that, you want to you know, help the rest, bring up the rest. And, sure. and one way to do that is through training. Do you find that you get better at what you do as you train? Yes. You have to become an expert on it <laughs> in order to teach a class on it. Give me an example of something that you said, yeah, I'll teach that, and then realized, wow, I, I'm going to learn a lot from, from doing this. Well, I taught a if class. If that exists, I'm, I'm Well, assuming. I taught a class prospecting to your sphere. Mm -hmm. I, 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 was, I guess it was one of the choices from the Ignite model. and Which um, you do well, by the way. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so it was one of the reasons I gravitated towards that topic sure. because I thought it was an area that were actually pretty pretty proficient at, but it forced me to really evaluate what do we do to prospect to our sphere and just lay it all out and in an organized format. Mm -hmm. And actually, even in doing so, saw a couple areas where, okay, hey, we, we kind of fallen off the wagon. We don't quite do this mm -hmm. like we used to. And, yeah. and Not quite in alignment with what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah. And it, it, it makes you just kind of see the, the holes in your own business and what you're, and what you're doing and what you need to see. fix. Because you're then presenting it to a class of newer agents who are really looking to you for guidance on what do you do, and it's a, it's a good exercise. Yeah. Do you have any experienced agents that are in your class? Yes. Yeah, all yes. the time. Yes, experienced agents come in all the time. Sure. But I mean, we'll... Flooded the new faces, too. It's a great way to contribute. You, yes. You could literally drown on the fire hose of training that, at Keller Williams, so mm -hmm. you've got to, got to pick and choose, you <laughs> sure. know. Um, and, and even we will, you know, we'll pick and choose, but we'll attend, you know, as a top agent in our office, we know we can, we still know we can learn and grow. So we'll go to somebody else's training class as, you know, a student in the class. Hmm. Interesting. And I assume that um, this leads to profitability. So let's get real about that. Um, you know, I, I, I know historically uh, from my interviews with agents that uh, many agents are quite productive, but their profitability isn't where they would like it to be. Mm -hmm. um, tell me about how you approach that. How do you approach profitability to ensure that your business is really profitable, that you're not just busy, but you're creating, uh, you're creating a profit inside your business? Well, it's, it's, it's really knowing what goes into that. It's pretty simple, um, you know, what goes into it, but it's a... a amazing how many people don't really look at, at the keys. So it's not only a lot of people are just, you know, looking at, you know, if I want to, you know, do better profitability, I just have to make more income. Well, that's, that's certainly true. 
but there's an expense piece to it and holding your expenses accountable. Um, and that is definitely one of the things that they, they teach you at Keller Williams is mm -hmm. you can, I, I, we get hit every, every week, if, you know, if not, if not every day, mm -hmm. several times a week with somebody calling us to spend money on some program that's going to make us money in real estate. Right. I mean, Everybody it's just, it's endless. And I know yeah. agents, you know, I know plenty of agents who just shell it out. Okay, this is the, this is the next pill that's going to bring in money. Um, you you got to be careful because mm -hmm. you can spend yourself into oblivion with that. So you've mm -hmm. got to really manage your expenses, hold them accountable to, to generate results, but then also do the things that generate business. Mm -hmm. And I was going to say with that, it's, it's really knowing your numbers. Yeah. You, you have to know what your expenses are and, mm -hmm. and know how many listings you need to be taking, how many contracts you need to be getting under per month to meet your goals. So mm -hmm. really everything's budgeted out. Everything's, you know, the business model has everything in it that we want to accomplish in the course of a year. And we have to revisit those numbers constantly to see if we're staying on track. So do you have an actual budget for your expenses of what you're going to spend throughout the year in different yeah. yes, parts sure. of your business? Mm -hmm. Yes. Wow. That's real. <laughs> I love that. So when, what at what point in your business that did you make the decision that, wow, I think we're going to need to have a budget to ensure our profitability. Is that a, from the very beginning? We, we've, we've always really done a good job of certainly of tracking income and where we are cash flow. Mm -hmm. um, I would say, though, that the focus on the expense piece of it and, and the budgeting is, is definitely something that, that, we've, that we've introduced into it, and, you know, into our business uh, since we came over to Keller Williams, just because... It's, you know, it's part of that red book. It's, 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 you know, that's one of the things you focus on is controlling your expenses and holding them accountable. That red book being the millionaire real estate agent. Yes. Yes. Written by, of course, Gary Keller. Yes. yes. Um, that's curious. That's very curious. Um, do you think it's possible for an agent to sell maybe $5 million in gross sales volume in a given year and not be profitable? Yes. Uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Easily. Mm -hmm. It's possible for... <laughs> an agent to sell twenty million and not be profitable just with runaway expenses. With runaway mm -hmm. expenses. Wow. Yeah, that's interesting. I've you know I've heard reliable sources with million dollar million dollar GCI earners who are taking home less than a hundred thousand hmm. dollars. So, yeah, and that's by, by a lack of attention to mm -hmm. the numbers. Mm -hmm. Yes. Right? What's the What's the purpose of business? In, in your opinion, what, you know, why, do you, why do you do this? What's the purpose of, of running a business like you do? I can answer like this do? one. Go ahead. To fund the lifestyle I want. <laughs> <laughs> the fund the lifestyle you want. So yes. It comes down to Keep building. Keep the machine going. Yeah, so, so not only are you building business profitability, but you're, busy, you're building personal profitability or, or yes. personal wealth. Tell me your thoughts on that. How have your, your thoughts about the creation of personal wealth changed since you came to Keystone Partners Group? Um, and uh, today? I, I would say a, a lot of the, the training, mentoring, uh, masterminds, they're not just focused on how to do the real estate business at a high level. It's um, a lot of it is how, honestly how to become a better person, mm -hmm. how to manage your finances and grow wealth mm -hmm. so you can do what you want to do. Um, so we got a lot of, you would think a real estate company, the training is going to be very, very real estate specific. And there's a lot of it that is, but there's a lot of it that really, if we were doing something totally different would still apply there. There's the class financial mastery. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter what industry you're in. It will help you grow wealth. Hmm. Um, so, and that's, that's something that we've taken a couple of times. Um, Tell me more about that. That's interesting. What does financial mastery deal with? Financial mastery is, I think, uh, how many parts is it? Three parts? It's yeah, it's three different days. Three different mm -hmm. three different days, and they're you know week weeks apart. Um, but it's it's a class that is really geared on learning the components of financial success, um, the levels of financial success, um, and the components of each and how to get there. And, and uh, it, it really gives you a structure for, and a plan for, you know, getting from financial distress to 
wherever you want to go, financial independence, mm -hmm. financial freedom. Yeah, it, it focuses on creating streams of passive income mm. that will help you replace the income that you're on, that you make every day kind of in that rat race. It's The idea is to kind of get you out of mm. it to where you could have some financial freedom where you, you can enjoy your life a little bit more and not worry. You, you, know, where, you know where your income is going to be coming from you know, for the next for the rest of your life. That sounds like it would apply to anyone. Has, not not, has nothing to do, yes. that class has zero to do really with selling real estate. Hmm. Yeah, but it's really, it really, it was so helpful in just getting, really looking at our finances, looking at our budget, looking at what what are our streams of passive income versus, um, you know, the, the, the active stuff that we do in real estate and how can we grow it? Where should we invest our money? Mm -hmm. uh, what, what is the best, what's the best use of our money? And hmm. it's a, it was it was transformative. Oh, that's incredible. Yeah. Um, transformation. I I often relate transformation to um, coaching and consulting. Um, let's get real about that. Um, have you had any experiences with real estate coaches, or people that have met with you on a regular basis to consult you specifically about areas of your business that you can improve? Uh, the answer is yes, I've had experience with that. Um, not as far as a, you know, I guess a classical real estate coach or, you know, um, what is being offered currently. No, we're not in coaching now mm -hmm. um, as far as, as ongoing weekly or monthly. It is something that we know we probably need, not probably, we need to do in order to go to the, to the next level. Mm -hmm. um, but again, in, in, uh, in my past experience, yeah, I have had experience with them, um, with some coaches. I, I've, I've gotten some value out of them. I think the the issue I had, I, I didn't get enough value um, out of it and, and didn't see enough of a change, so I didn't take it further. But I know it's it's what we're going to have to do to hit the next level. Yeah. I know that – I'm sorry. Well, I was just going to say one of the things that I've actually really liked about being part of a KPG is I actually feel there's a lot of people in the leadership that we can go to when we have questions. Mm -hmm. And we won't necessarily, you wouldn't necessarily go to the same person with the question. It kind of depends upon the question you have <laughs> sure. or the, the coaching or the advice that you're looking for. But I feel they're, they're really, I feel like anybody would take our call in a second, you know, spend time with us, talk to us, and, and point us in the right direction in, in terms of how to grow or how to solve an issue or how to, how to fix something that, that we need help with. And uh, I think the support is really, it's been nice. And maybe maybe part of that's, you know, we, we have leaned on the leadership at KPG for, for advice and help. And uh, it's been great. If, if I could actually take that back and, and dovetail it uh, with masterminding, which we talked about earlier, mm -hmm. As I mentioned, you know, I had an experience with coaching many, many years ago that wasn't bad, but it wasn't what I thought it would be. So I have a little bit of a hesitation. Right. Um, but that mastermind group that I said that we're in, um, some of the people who are doing very, very well, better than us, um, are in mastery coaching. And just talking to them and hearing what they're doing, uh, it that's another benefit of that mastermind because mm -hmm. it's making me realize it's different than what I did before and really for us to really to grow and, and break through our current ceiling, it's it's what we're going to have to do. So currently that masterminding is your framework for consulting right now? It is, yes. Yeah. So yes. if you were to make that decision, okay, we're ready to, uh, we've got our team kind of solidified and, mm -hmm. and we, we're ready to move forward from where we are now to maybe double our gross sales volume. Um, any ideas about where you would turn for coaching that would allow you to do that? Well, Probably mastery coaching. Yeah, mm -hmm. ma they call it MAPS coaching at Keller Williams. Mega Asian Productivity Systems, yeah. is that it? Yeah, okay. um, and so it's, it's that mastery coaching, you'll yeah. hear it used almost interchangeably. But um, that is a huge training program at Keller Williams. You have, you know, whether it's a one-on-one -on -one or, or team coach, but yeah. you, have, you have a... Uh, professional coach who's been in this business um, doing it at a high level and, and has been through their training and you are meeting with them you know sure. on a weekly basis. The maps would be a great match for you I think. I, I believe so yeah. Hmm. 
Tell me about your relationship with Keystone Partners Group. Um, how would you describe your relationship with the company? How does the company view you? I'm, I don't know how the I company views us. Yeah. How do you view the company? Uh, we view it as as a, as a great company. With you know, we started off this conversation talking about values, mm-hmm. um, and I think that's one of the things that that attracts us to um, specifically KPG. You know, if not Keller Williams overall, you know, KPG is is the you know the values that they have in business and treating people and um, just just doing things the right way. What's your perception about what? Some of KPG's values might be. What do they? What do they think is important? Um, yeah, actually, I I do think that they they really value the the agents and not only the agents but the staff that everybody there. They see value in. They see value in people. I think they really do believe that that people are their greatest resource and they they want to help them grow. Um, I do believe they want to help us grow. They don't have to do financial mastery, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, they don't have to do these masterminds. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't at all. Uh, in, a, in a lot of ways, like I said, that financial mastery has nothing to do with real estate. You could even argue that it has nothing to do whatsoever with the profitability of the company. It is really um, just in the interest of us as mm-hmm. people that they're doing it. So that's um, cool. That's cool. So tell me how you when you when you think about how um, about that relationship. Do you think Keystone Partners Group might see you more as um, an associate, an employee, a customer, a client, a partner? Where where would you say that would be? Um, I not an I don't see them seeing us really as an employee, more as an associate and a customer. Mm-hmm. Tell me about partnership. Is that important to you? And do you see? Yeah. Do you feel? Do you have? Is there an inkling of that in the relationship? I feel that there is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I mean, well, there there definitely is. I mean, you know, we we're fortunate to have been when we came over um, to have been offered a, a small piece of ownership. So we mm-hmm. have a small piece of ownership in in our uh, in our local company, mm-hmm. um, and I think that's just an, you know another example that you're not. You're not just an employee. You're, you're, you know, not here just to to make money for us. You have a stake in this. So in essence, you are act, you are actually a partner uh, in, yes. in yes. the ownership yeah. of the business. We are. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's revisit just for a moment personal growth, and tell me about some of the books that you've read that have helped you grow personally that have had kind of a domino effect on your business as well. Well, one of my favorite books was the One Thing. Mm-hmm. Um, it was written by Gary Keller, nothing to do with real estate, but it's how um, if you focus on one thing, you can really make it great. And if you focus on too many things, you're, nothing's mm. going to be great. <laughs> mm. and, uh, and it applies to your personal life as well as your business life. And uh, that's one of my favorites. But I also like The Miracle Morning because I do think starting the day right really Tell, tell me about set- that, The Miracle Morning. It sets the tone. Uh, just that the first couple hours of the day are devoted to yourself, uh, whether you, you want to exercise, meditate, uh, just read a book, uh, make sure you have a good breakfast. The idea is that you start your day kind of taking care of yourself and your body, and then you can get into your work mode. And that changes the way you do business? It does. It does. It puts you in a good mindset. Daily affirmation. You you, you start the day on the right note, and it makes the rest of the day go a little smoother. Wow. Sounds different than the average get up, run out of bed, run into the car, and exactly Right. So many of us, I mean, you just start the day with, uh, you know, a cup of coffee and checking the email, and, you know, the next thing you know, you're just into the grind. Um, and it, it can wear you down. This is this is it, it is you know encouraging getting up very very early. A lot of a lot of times earlier than people want to. But once you get into that habit, uh, you you really enjoy doing it, like doing it, and that's it can be actually the best part of your day. And and it sets you up for a very good day. What other uh, books or uh, or other influences have impacted you personally? I mean, other books. It, if I'm if I'm reading. Something it's it's usually something that is you know developmental self development, um, 
business development. Um, so, so again, The Millionaire Real Estate Agent is, is a great book. It's not like a leisure read. So that's, mm -hmm. that's a totally different category. That's like a how-to manual. But the, the stuff that I like is um, more along the lines of spiritual development, um, mm -hmm. just mindset, those sorts of things. So, um, you know, uh, I like... Give me some example. I know the, the audience would love to hear the diff The Difference Maker is one. I'm not great with, with authors and mm -hmm. remembering those, but The Difference Maker is, is a very good one about attitude. Um, a, an old one um, is the... Um, Power of uh, Constructive Thinking, I, I believe it's called, um, The Power mm. of Constructive Thinking, um, just you know, helps, helps me get my mind right if I just revisit that one. Um, mm. There's another one I read recently, it's, it's totally, again, has nothing to do with real estate, um, Love, Medicine, and Miracles. Just, mm. uh, you know, just uh, how, how much your mind can affect your body, mm. so. Well, your body is what gets up and takes action, mm -hmm. so I'm... Mm -hmm. I'm Certain it's and it, and it doesn't do it unless your mind wants it to. <laughs> sure. So, so when you take action and you're you're getting into your productive day, um, how is how is your thoughts on what you do every day changed um, since you've been with Keystone Partners Group? What do you focus on? What's in your twenty percent? Well, lead generation. Uh, lead generation. Getting the appointments. Meeting the numbers that we that we've set forth mm -hmm. for goals. Whether it's you know. Calls, appointments, listings, sales—it's—it's it's really focused on those and trying to put the stuff aside that really can get done tomorrow or the next day. There, there's so many distractions. There's every day we wake up. There's more to do than we can possibly get done. That's sure. just, and it's—it's it's, we're blessed to be in that position because I know I do realize there's a lot of agents who wake up going, "What am I going to do today?" Mm -hmm. you, you know, the, the flip side of that is you can really get stressed out. I will never get all this done. But you really don't need to get all of it done. There, there's a certain percentage of it that if you don't get it done, somebody else on your team will get it done. Right. Um, and some of it, quite frankly, will resolve itself. Um, but there's, there's a, a percentage that you really need to dedicate your time to. And that's, that's what you focus on. Um, okay. And one of the big things for us, and I think a big shift for us, because we used to just get up and get caught right in the fire fight. There's always stuff cropping up in, in real estate issues, mm -hmm. you know, uh, other agents calling you with, you know, the escrow uh, check wasn't, uh, we didn't file for the escrow <laughs> check in time for settlement, you know, something mm -hmm. like that. Sure. All that stuff crops up. Um, but one of the big things that, that they teach you is lead generate. There is no business without generating leads. So that, that is a focus for us, and it's a focus in the morning hours. Um, we try to work on generating new business. You know, for the, the real estate agents who might be joining us today that don't know what to do when they wake up in the morning, um, they're hearing you talk about lead generation what type of lead generation do you do? What does that actually look like when you actually say, okay, I'm going to get started and I'm going to lead generate? What do you do? There's a number of things that you can do. For us, you know, we, we focus, we, we do a number of things too, um, but we really focus on uh, trying to generate business for our, from our sphere of influence. Mm -hmm. So whether that's calling them or... Um, you know, stay, it's staying in touch with them. Um, but it's a, it's for, a, for us, it's a mix of, you know, we, we do an old-fashioned newsletter that we write ourselves and I think has content that, that folks really like. So that's, that goes out once a month. We stay in touch with them that way. Our information is always in front of them. But we also call them periodically. Periodically just to check on them, see how they're doing, say hello. But uh, also mix in uh, every once in a while just a shameless call to say, hey, I'm, I'm calling for business and um, I, I'm really just trying to generate business this year. Do you know anybody sure. that's looking to buy or sell a home that we might be able to help out? Absolutely. So a lot of it is is those type of calls and contact with that group of people, our sphere. But then yeah. there's other stuff too. And the sphere is past clients. It's friends, family, people that we've met. Uh, it's so they're 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 warm calls. They're actually they're mm -hmm. the. <laughs> but they know you when you. Call. They they know us, so they're more enjoyable. But some of it is calling neighborhoods where we have a new listing, mm -hmm. and just letting them know we have a new listing or that it's sold, mm -hmm. uh, and uh, so it's calls like that as well. 
It sounds to me like you have a, a pretty good client list of, of people that you've worked with before. Are you conscientious in, in keeping that and maintaining it? Yes. Oh, and, yeah. and we're always trying to add to it. Hmm. The, the goal is to add to the database constantly. Have you always been that conscientious or has this evolved over time? It, it's, I, the database we've always been yeah. pretty conscientious about. It's evolved. But, it's gotten better, and maybe more of a uh, intense focus on it. But yeah, it's it's a, we always knew that that was, and we've always been the biggest part of our business has always been going after referrals. So mm -hmm. that's how you get there with that. But I'd say the focus has intensified on it. So when you consider stability in real mm -hmm. estate, having a stable business on a scale of one to ten, how important do you think it is? for the agents that are watching this program to have a database that is current and maintained of people that know them, like them, and trust them? Critical. Yeah. <laughs> oh, scale of one to 10, a 10. 10. So an it's agent who doesn't have one should do. probably make it their one thing. That's yes, that should right. be your one thing. <laughs> that, and if you wake up in the morning not knowing what to do because you don't have a buyer to show a house to or a listing to you know, worry about how you're marketing, then you should spend all your time figuring out what am I going to do to generate business. You know, th again, there's there's a number of ways you can go at it. What works for you? Okay, now what system am I going to put in place that I can do on a daily basis? Whether it's pick up the phone and call, whether it's you know join a networking group, whatever it is. Um, that that should be your focus. You should never wake up and say, what am I going to do? Because that's what you're going to do until you have too much to do. First and foremost, mm -hmm. lead generation. Mm -hmm. Okay. And and at the end of that lead generation time, I guess it's time to maintain the transactions that you have or or, uh, or continue to service buyer and listing clients. Um, is that Are those processes systematized for you so that they're done the same way? Give me an example of, of how you track all, all of the stuff that happens. I'm going to let lists. her talk about this because she's, <laughs> she's like the queen of our checklists. <laughs> well, we, we have created very, very detailed checklists for whether it's a new listing, uh, a new buyer, mm -hmm. um, but also a, a listing that's gone under contract or a buyer that's gone under contract. And it's just things that have to, the timing for them, what needs to get done. And actually our assistant tracks most of it. Mm -hmm. And if there's certain things that we need to do, she reminds us that we need to do it. Otherwise, she's the one doing it and mm. making sure that everything gets checked off on that checklist. So everybody has pretty much the same experience with us, and that's the goal. And that and that nothing falls through the cracks. That you know, right. everything gets done that needs to get done. So does everyone on your team use the same checklist? Yes. Or okay. Yes. So everybody's we, doing the same thing. We meet weekly, just basically to go over all the pending business and all the current buyers and current listings and we run through basically the checklist with each one you know mm -hmm. it's it's about a half an hour meeting but we're running through okay where is this you know what stage what needs to be done okay she reminds us that we're due to call these folks um, you know once a week so when you make that decision to double your business for mm -hmm. instance um, do those systems help you to be scalable in order to, to yes. jump from one production level to another? Absolutely. Yeah, have absolutely. they already had an impact on that as you've grown? Yeah, I mean, you wouldn't be able to, it, it, you wouldn't be able to do it if you didn't have those systems in place. I mean, to make a, a big jump, you actually have to, you know, build your systems to accommodate a higher level of business because mm -hmm. um, you know, it, at some point they'll limit you if they're not set up for, you know doubling your business or doing that that you know double level of business hmm. now in the when when we talk about building a system um, were you involved in the building of it or was that your administration or a, a little of both a uh, little of both a little of both um, you know th there's certainly systems that we have that you know you know I either developed over the the, the years um, you know and actually had it already written out um, and we followed that, but as we've built this team, you know, we've needed a lot more systems and that is one of the functions of the admin. That's one of the things that they teach you here is that you don't need to have everything written down. We, we had no operations, to answer your question this way. When we had our first assistant, we had no written operations manual. Wow. We now have an operations manual mm -hmm. um, of written procedures. 
and those by and large, probably 80% were written by our assistant. Mm -hmm. So, so if well, you do have, I'm sorry. Well, I was just gonna say, but we're constantly tweaking the systems. I and mean, we started with the base and there we're just, everybody adds to it to try to make the system better or more efficient, mm -hmm. you know, and our, our admin, if she see if she sees something that doesn't quite make sense, she'll she'll make a change. Like, well, let's do it this way instead. Or, you know, something comes up and we we learn from a mistake. We'll mm -hmm. change the system sure. <laughs> so that never happens again. No, another entry gets put on the checklist. <laughs> so it's it's uh it, it's not just you set the system and forget it. You're almost visiting it constantly. So it's constant, never-ending improvement inside each one of those systems. Yes. Mm -hmm. Right. Yes. Well, you know, I, I've spoken to enough agents in, in my career to know a $40 million team when I see one. And I'm, I'm looking at one now. Your production is just catching up to your capacity. Uh, but tell me, uh, when, you're, when your team reaches the vision that you see for it and it, and it grows to what you know it will be, um, how are you going to celebrate that? What will life look like when you achieve the ultimate goal for your business? Oh, life's going to be nice. What do you do for fun? <laughs> <laughs> Vacations. And <laughs> I like to travel. Mm -hmm. And I love fishing. And he loves fishing. And I love skiing. Mm -hmm. So pretty much vacations that revolve around skiing or fishing make us happy. Yeah. Skiing and fishing vacations. Yes. Mm -hmm. I like it but a lot. But they take us to beautiful destinations. Lisa and Scott, <laughs> you know, thank you so much for being with us today. And Our sharing pleasure. Thank your you. experiences yeah. and, and everything that you've learned with the, the people in the, in the audience here. Do you have any last words for our audience? I, I would just uh, really consider if, if, if you are hitting roadblocks um, in your business, um, mainly I'm talking to the, to the real estate agents out there, um, but uh, I think it goes perhaps even beyond that. But if you're hitting roadblocks, um, struggling with breaking through a ceiling, struggling with uh, keeping you know, 20 balls in the air while by yourself, um, there is a better way. Hmm. That's simply what I would put it. And uh, you need to start uh, talking to Keller Williams and KPG. Yeah. Fantastic. And I was just gonna say, focus on the life that you want. Really, really think about the life you want and start structuring it because the, it actually can be done in real estate where you have the, the business but the life that you want that coupled with that business. Life worth living. Life worth living. Tell me how you believe that Keystone Partners Group perceives you. I think they really view us as, as partners, people that... They care about us. They want to see us succeed, and I think that they they, they value they value our contribution to the company, and they're they're committed to supporting us. I mean, we have questions, we have problems. We we can. There's a number of people we can go to for help and assistance. Wow. Yeah, I think they have a real interest in in our success um, be, because we we do have a partnership relationship with them. So um, that it, that is. One of the mindsets here is that as we all do better, you'll do better as an individual, but we'll all do better. Mm. So, I remember earlier you talked about profit share. We really just kind of skipped over that. But what does that, what does that mean to you? What did it mean when you first considered uh, being a, a part of Keystone Partners Group? And what does it, what does it mean today? To, when we first considered coming over, um, it was a, a very secondary benefit. Um, a, ben a good benefit, but like I said, the main reasons that we made this shift was for the team building aspect and what we saw to be able to do with our business. Um, we also talked about financial mastery, which one of the things that they really focus on is uh, building passive income. And we've learned, um, come to realize that, that that is really the key to financial independence. And that's what profit share is. Yeah. It's passive income. It's a reward for growing the company and helping the company become profitable. You not only grow in terms of agent count, if you just grow agents, but you know, the company's not profitable, it's no good. So right. that's why you do the, do the training. You, you know, we uh, host training classes and, and do training classes in the hopes that we're gonna elevate everybody at the office 
you know, and have them bring in more commission dollars and be more successful so the company's profitable, and then we share in that. Hmm. Um, and that's why we go to training classes as well. Um, so it's it's meaningful. It's uh, it's a nice source of passive income that you know before we thought was just a little side benefit, but it's a big piece of that um, passive income. Hmm. Who do you believe is most responsible for that partnership mentality in Keystone Partners Group? Um, I, I think it comes from the top. Yeah, Mike. Mike just has that mindset. Mike Campo. Mike Campo. Yes. Um, I I have seen Keller Williams in itself, International, is a wonderful, wonderful company. They have the right culture. With that said, you will, you know, if the if the operating partner at a given Keller Williams franchise isn't truly on board, and it is possible, there's, you know, we're now the largest real estate company in in the world or in mm -hmm. North America. In the world. Which, in the world. Okay. <laughs> I think that just happened, right? Yeah. Um, so, you know, out of those, you're going to have occasionally an operating partner that doesn't have quite the, the same level of commitment to the agents and to growing together as a team. Um, so so that, that can happen even within the Keller Williams system, but Mike totally embraces it. Um, I think that's why he made the shift or one of the reasons, because he, he really believed in those, those core values and uh, you know he, he, it just trickles down from him. Okay, so it's the alignment of, of Keller Williams values and Keystone Partners mm -hmm. Group values that really make it a, a powerful winning combination. Yeah, I would say so. Great. Well, I can't tell you how excited I have been to spend time with both of you today. It, it has been my pleasure. Um, and I want to take this opportunity to, to invite our guests uh, to come back to visit us again here at the Get Real Show. Um, we'll, be, uh, we'll be very excited to have you in, in the future. Uh, Scott, Lisa, thank you. It is my Thanks. pleasure to work with you. Thank, thank you, you Bob. very much. Thanks for having us on.